This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net. Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time for part two of my conversation about Batman with Justin Lee. As you know, he has been on here many different times before, and I'm excited for you guys to hear this part as well. We talk, like I said, about Batman, but last time we got into a lot of the movies and things like that. Well, we're going to get into like the Arrowverse and some other things as well, um, different aspects of Batman, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this part two to this episode. And for those of you who are here just to hear this one, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey, Dad. So, where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch-me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos for some reason. Like, it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Wow. I was actually lost as an independent, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. You get punched in the face on the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. Again, I, I didn't hate Pattinson. Um, There's just, it's like I said, certain elements of that story that really, right. for me, weren't Batman. And it, yeah. it upsets me. I get that. But I liked a lot of elements to it. The, the yeah. opening fight scene with him and that gang was cool. Yeah, uh, that was. The, uh, the suit is maybe my favorite. Uh, okay. I really liked the suit. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool look. I like the shorter ears and the, yeah. Um, they showed a little more of his face than I think they should be showing. Right. Uh, well, it was more like a yeah, helmet yeah. almost than it was like a, yeah. Yeah. Problem cowl. is it's like, you're barely covering, you know, three fourths of his face wasn't covered at that point. I'm just like, well, right. now you're just Bruce Wayne, you know, it's like, yeah, you got to cover at least down past the nose. Right. Right. And, yeah. Uh, it felt like they were kind of showing a lot of his cheekbones. <laughs> uh, very, very distinctive cheekbones is the problem, uh, you know. Oh yeah. The uh, yeah, there was some, there were some good moments. I, you know, honestly, I, I didn't care for Catwoman in that. Uh, she was okay. Felt like you were, she was kind of like boring. she was wedged into a story that really didn't need her. Yeah. Um, I really, really hated the Joker cameo at the end. Okay, yeah. Uh, I and then especially when they released the full cut of that scene where you saw the actual actor who is the actor i, I didn't um see that. he is barry hold on let me see barry keegogan okay i actually have a favorite um joker and he was never actually confirmed as the joker um and that's cameron monaghan in gotham yeah i think they said his brother was the joker right well he was a twin so and he yeah, played yeah. both parts uh, as the twin and as as a, so he was Jerome and uh, Jeremiah I believe was the other name yeah you know? and man that character because you could see he was pulling stuff from Heath Ledger and he was pulling stuff from all these different characters and it worked really well um, I, and he 
I, I that probably Gotham is one of my favorite stories, and I was really sad when it ended. Yeah, my my biggest problem with Gotham was um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah, was, okay. Yeah, she's a terrible actress. I don't care. I, I mean, agree. It's fine if you have opinion. She did that stuff like she was doing a James Cagney impression. Ah, you see what we're gonna do is this here. Ha ha ha. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> stop. Like, like that's dumb. Like that's insulting to the audience. Yeah. 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 But, but she was went full camp with it, and it was right. just stupid. I, I did like really, the penguin. She though. took me out of every scene. Yeah, uh, penguin was a redeeming part. For oh yeah, that, though I liked he, him. I liked yeah. the James Gordon character, and the telling it through his eyes was as a protagonist was great. Yeah. Um, where they failed in that though was they needed to commit to getting rid of the kid that played Batman, right, and trading him in for an older version of himself. You know, yeah, so that different person should have been playing. Yeah, yeah, like, but he, I think it's the same kid playing Batman in the final scene, right? I mean, it is. Just, yep. Yeah. And so I'm saying it's like, you should have maybe about third or fourth season upgraded to, you know, more grown up looking guy. Right. You know, and you could just say, just kind of like they did with Christopher Reeves, you know, they yep. CGI'd his face a little bit and made him older. Or, you know, yeah. You just find somebody that looks like him and make, you know, do the aging thing. But, right. Is what it is. Uh, yeah. It was a good series. I didn't quite. I sort of kind of left out on it after a while. Okay. I came back every now and then, but it's just, you know, it's it was a little out there sometimes. Uh, it, it felt to me like my, my other big problem with it is they, they were introducing too much mythos too early. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which, which means you got this, what, 15 year old kid, 14 year old kid. And all of his villains are like twenties and thirties, which meant when Batman was at, peak time in his 30s all of his villains were in their 60s yeah yeah that didn't you know really like work. Yeah. well that makes him a little less cool you know <laughs> beating up senior citizens i mean you know the joker <laughs> is 70 years old you know like what you know oh, said, that, that one kind of bugged me yeah i get that you have to you know if you're trying to keep the show you got to introduce more batman elements and you can't have them all be kids obviously but i, I mean they could have done some stuff where they had a few more original ones too though I mean, because a lot of it was, you know, characters that you see later on, like uh, Doctor Strange and things like that. You know, those are all characters from later on in the show. You know, they could have saved yeah. some of that till the later seasons and had some more original stuff that happened in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so so getting on this kick, then. What is your top three versions of live action Batman, let's say? Okay. So, so are choosing we choosing from Keaton, Kilmer, West, um, you know, Bale, Baffleck, uh, okay. Pattinson, Gotham. Okay. So, so we're talking are, are, are live we action Batman. So Batman, not Bruce Wayne, right? Yeah, well, your ver, ver, my versions, one, my versions. Yeah, different. or we, we you <laughs> can do that. Like if you thought one guy did a better version as Bruce Wayne than one. Yeah. Guy did a better, better. So I I really like. Um, so start Christian. with your third. My third, okay. Um, I like Kilmer. Kilmer, okay. So there's yeah. an interesting, I, and I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I think Kilmer brought a certain element that was very believable. Right. Again, for me, as you can tell, like through this conversation, for me, mm -hmm. my Batman has to have trauma. Right. And I felt that Kilmer, I felt trauma watching Kilmer. Mm -hmm. Like this was a guy who was 
you know, Kilmer's kind of got that distant look in his eye. Right. You know, you think, think about Iceman from Top Gun, this, mm-hmm. you know, this cold, calculated person. And I, I felt like that's, you know, that, you know, he was constantly focused on his trauma. In fact, we see that when they, uh, they go into his head or whatever at the end there, that at all times he is thinking about the death of his parents. Right. Yeah. And they're well, I mean, they, on that screen. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Uh, that is probably one of the main reasons why I, I like him. And it's also because that's one of the ones that one of the first ones that I had that I saw. The too. biggest problem with that movie for me was um, you've got too much going on with the villains. Yeah. Um, chewing up sceneries, as they call it, you know, just Jim Carrey yeah. and Tommy Lee Jones. And it, it, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the stories from the set. Those two hated each other. I could believe it. Yeah. Uh, sure. Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey. <laughs> and when they he even walked up to him at one point in a restaurant uh, right before they were about to start filming, they were both in town and they ran into each other at a restaurant. Like Tommy Jones couldn't even stop and says, I can't stomach what you do as an actor. I, I You're a disgrace. Yeah. And, and basically, so what Tommy Lee Jones tried to do was every scene he's in with the with with Jim Carrey's character it's just him trying to out Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Right. And of course it doesn't, you can't out carry Jim Carrey, especially nineties, Jim Carrey, you know, exactly. I mean, that's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, Smoking. you can't keep up with that. And so just, it doesn't, you know, so we don't get Tommy Lee Jones being Tommy Lee Jones. We get him being Jim Carrey and it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going from that, my second one would be um, Michael Keaton. Okay. Um, not a bad choice. Let me give you my Michael Keaton break. Well, yeah, let me start with you. Why do you why do you find what is your Michael Keaton draw here? Why do you put him at two? I, I, I like the the cockiness that he brings to it whenever he is Bruce Wayne. Okay, so you really yeah. like his Bruce Wayne portrayal. I, I like yeah, I, I like his Bruce Wayne. It's probably I agree I, with that. Um before um my number one, he was my number one Bruce Wayne. Um and uh, I don't know. That's just my my main reason is I his Bruce Wayne to me was very believable. So, and as a kid, you know mm-hmm. that was bat that was Batman to me. You right, know, getting to see that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that movie didn't age well for me. Okay, and the reason is as I became older, I noticed a certain theme to to um, his appearance as Batman. Uh-huh. He doesn't really do anything. He just shows up and then runs away from the bad guys. Like yeah. it was constantly like him showing up and then running away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm here. And now it's time to get out of here. You know, uh, <laughs> and it's very, you know, he's not much of a fighter. They, you know, he's not much of a, you know, he's just, you know, like think about it, like t- he should have, Batman should have wiped the floor with that Joker. You know, the, this, the, he's a gangster, shoots guns. He knocked the gun out of his hand. You know, he can't fight you. You're Batman. Right. Right, but yet that Joker was able to, you know, kind of hold his own. Um, all the villains were able to hold their own, and that was one of the Tim Burton things. He goes, "I wanted him to be as regular a guy as possible. I didn't want him to have all this special training. Right, that it was just basically the suit and the tool, the the tools that were doing all the work." Yeah, and that didn't age well for me because that takes away that really important element of, you know, Batman had to go yeah. become Batman. You right, know, and just well, I'm a billionaire, so I'm just going to buy a nice car and a suit, and I'll be Batman. Right. It's basically what they kind of did with him there. And so like I said, for me, that didn't age well. 
I get that. Um, as we got better versions of, of Mike, uh, you know, now my, I liked his Bruce Wayne was fine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't have a problem with it, especially eighties Bruce Wayne, you know, that, that was yeah. kind of working with, with what the time had for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Vicki Vale was kind of f- forced into that movie for me. I, okay. I uh, a lot of times those love interests are, you know, back, you know, that was back before you couldn't make, well, still today, really. You can't make a superhero movie without a love interest, right? Um, right. You've always got to work one in there. Even Christian Bale, you know, had Rachel Dawes, and and mm-hmm. you know, um, they, they always got to wedge one in there. You know, uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, Michelle, you know, well, of course, Catwoman, obviously, that's right. historically accurate. But yeah, they always try to wedge that that love interest in there. Um, that you know, it's, I can do without that sometimes, but I get it. You know, somebody in a Hollywood studio is, is making notes on a script saying, "Hey." We need a love story so that the girls will want to come see this too. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you can even see that in the marketing, especially for um, Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. They would, uh, they had two very distinctive marketings. One was kind of towards guys. One was for girls. Mm-hmm. And on the girl marketing, you could see they were airing like all the the Batman and Rachel scenes, you know, where he's carrying her and, you know, right. And they're, they're, they're having these kisses or, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um but at the bat, you know, in the man marketing, he, it's all fight scenes and Batman being Batman. And I right. thought that was really interesting that you could see Hollywood at work right there. Like, we're going to get the girls to come see this on date night. That is interesting. Yeah. That, <laughs> I didn't know that they actually did that. Oh, yeah. 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 You, well, I mean, I know find... that they do that, but I've never seen them do that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one very distinctive poster. It's like Batman carrying Rachel. And you're like, well, that scene wasn't really a big, you know, why is right. that, the, you know, yeah, you, you got it. You know, not him fighting, you know, Ra's al Ghul or you know the Scarecrow, but it, you know that's the poster you're going with. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then my number one is Christian Bale. Uh, I love him as Batman, and I love him as Bruce Wayne now um, because he is that. Um, it, it, it's such a big distinction between the two. It's al- almost like you can tell that the mask is switching between Batman and Bruce. And he's making a conscious effort to be two different people. You know, and Christian Bale doesn't make bad movies. Um, no, that, he that's doesn't. one of the cool. Th- and then Christopher Nolan doesn't make bad movies for that much. Right, um, right. You know, that you know you're going to get something special with with both those guys. Yeah. Um, so that 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 worked out so good. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact that they were so they were so true to so much of his origin mm-hmm. and telling his you know they kept so many elements of Batman in there. And you could tell Nolan understood the character mm-hmm. uh, in a way that Tim Burton didn't. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I very, or Schumacher for that matter. Um, yeah. I very much dug what, what they did with, with uh, Christian Bell. Um, my only complaint on the Christian Bell stuff is I feel like they sort of told three stories that, you know, basically Batman was out for seven years. And so it's like, to me, I wanted to believe that, oh, well, in between movies, Batman was fighting crime and stuff, and they really didn't give you much of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, one sort of starts with the, you know, so it's almost like Batman just basically had these three epic encounters and that was it. Right. Uh, you know, versus, you know, where I'd, I'd like to, I'd like a more universe where I could believe that, oh, you know, in between the first film and the second film, he did this and he did this and he fought this guy. And they sort of did that. Uh, they had a DVD release. I think it was called Gotham. It, it, but it was basically it was supposed to be set in the Nolan verse, but it was three different animated short films mm-hmm. with three different animation styles. Okay. Uh, 
So Christian Bale didn't voice him, but it was supposed to be Christian Bale's version of Batman. Um, you know, one was done very anime style, and just, mm-hmm. they, I think they did a Deadshot story and a couple other. You know, um, oh, so kind of like know. the Animatrix that they came out with, where it was, yeah, the, yeah, okay, yeah, sort of set in between, you know, between one and two, right? Um, but the, yeah, just kind of loosely based Batman Year One kind of stuff. I got you. Uh, okay, yeah. In fact, it might have been called Year One. Actually, I think hmm. about it um yeah it was all right uh again like i said my for me uh when you're going live action like i said bat fleck for me was was just the body the the look the appearance the 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 gruffness to him the the motivation it was just perfect for me okay uh and and, you know obviously ben affleck's a charming guy so you're easily able to see him turn that charm on when he's trying to be you know dawdling bruce wayne womanizer all that yeah. good stuff right he's yeah. believable as bruce wayne definitely. yeah yeah and even like in those you know few moments of levity that they do have where he's like i bought the bank you know it's just like <laughs> yes that, that's exactly what bruce wayne would do he's like yeah this, this problem's easy to solve i'll just buy the bank i'll own the assets <laughs> of the bank. yeah uh yeah they, there's so many great you know the, and of course the warehouse fight scene oh, okay the best yeah. batman fight scene ever hands down i mean it's just you can't beat what he did in that scene. It's just yeah. impossible. And but of course, some of that borrowed heavily from Dark Knight and some you know some other things where uh, he comes through the wall and stuff like that. Or from uh, I mean, Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just such an amazing version of that story. Uh, Bat Batflex is going to always be my number one. Okay. Um, I'm kind of so this this is kind of a weird thing. It's hard for me not to put Adam West in my top three. Mm. And it's only because, like I said, so much of my introduction was through that character. Right. Um, that it, it made me love Batman as a kid. It was the perfect Batman for me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, again, doesn't hold water to, to what we've seen since then. But yeah. Um, is, but Bale, Bale would probably be my actual number two, just kind of like you're, you know, you have one. I'm, I'm kind of, yeah. I'm torn because um, see, I loved Bale from American Psycho. Oh, yes. Um, love that movie. For, for years, I loved Christian Bale. I said, oh, this guy's got star written all over him. Why are they not putting him in more than that? Yeah. Not only that, though, when I was a little kid, I used to love, and I would go around singing that's that Newsy soundtrack. Um, <laughs> Huey Lewis? You know, Christian, no, no, no. Oh wait, the Disney musical Newsies. So know. young Christian Bell. Okay. Uh, and it's it's a Broadway musical, but they turn it into a, a you know a musical movie. And okay. It's young Christian Bell, and he's it's about the newsboy strike of nineteen hundred, and and uh, okay. they go on strike against William Randolph Hearst, and they they won't carry the papers, and it's um until they put the you know they they doubled the cost for the news news boys you know they were peddling the you know extra extra read all about it and they said so you put the price back you nobody in this town will sell a newspaper on the streets and so it turns into this big like thing and but it's a musical okay uh, that's the that was where the first time i saw christian bale okay well you said um, newsies and i think i thought huey lewis in the news because, huey lewis, lewis, because yeah. that's the song that uh, you know hip to be square yeah. is to what's be playing square. yeah it is what's playing during uh, uh, american psycho do yourself a favor google youtube um uh, huey lewis american psycho weird out okay uh huey lewis does a knockoff of that scene mm-hmm. where he kills jared leto uh <laughs> yeah only he kills weird al 
and it's like the whole time he puts on the movie American Psychos, and he does everything that Christian Bale does talking about Huey Lewis's music. Uh-huh. It's it's Huey Lewis talking about Christian Bale's acting. A lot of people think Christian <laughs> Bale, you know, blah, blah, but I think he really peaked in the, you know, blah, blah. Which is one yeah. of his best, and he's putting on the raincoat, and Weird Al's not watching, and he ends up like, <laughs> Uh, hitting Weird Al with the axe or whatever. Oh, that's uh, cool. It, yeah, but he's it, like the whole time he's like, Al, you know, turn around. You know, <laughs> he jams the axe in his head, just like <laughs> Christian Bell does. It, it's a great scene. Um, Do you listen to metal? Lewis. Uh, I mean, no. 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 Okay. Well, no. I, me and my son both have a favorite song, and it's called Hip Be Scared. And it's a song by Ice Nine Kills uh, that they made about uh, American Psycho. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's such a cool one. So whenever you said that, uh, that's, yeah, that's one of my favorites. So we'll see. And then he had another one, um, that came out shortly thereafter. It was very matrixy. Um, this was before Batman, uh, and it was called, oh my gosh, the, the, the name equilibrium me right now. Equilibrium. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Like, I kept wanting to say virtuosity, but I'm like, no, that was Denzel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Equilibrium. Yeah. And that yeah. was such a good movie. And when I saw that, I was like, somebody's got to cast this guy as Batman. And so in my mind, I'd already fan casted him as Batman. Yeah. And then it was years later that he actually got the role of Batman. Right. Um, yeah. And so like th- that's wild to me that, that uh... now, you know, the, uh, as far as actors that almost played Batman, uh, you know, who the original choice was for Batman in um, 1989. Who was it? Bill Murray whoa yeah what yeah that would have been because you gotta remember you gotta (laughs) remember weird (laughs) everybody was still thinking of batman as adam west okay goofy funny comedy yeah and so oh man that would have been no they they were yeah and so when they cast michael keaton well michael keaton was basically known for comedy okay um and so they thought they were going can't be with it you know so a lot of people are like come on this is stupid it's gonna be stupid you know but obviously it wasn't funny at all right um the other guy that they wanted to cast was mel gibson oh okay uh he was he was one they were really wanting to cast um before they ended up before uh tim burton came on and said no this this is who i want okay uh willem dafoe was another one they were gonna cast uh wow wow <laughs> that would have been interesting yeah that would have been uh, really interesting but do you, do you know who the original choice for Joker was going to be? Uh, no, no, I don't. It was it is, uh, John Lithgow. Oh, okay. That oh, that would have been interesting to see because that would have been, can, wouldn't it? That dude can act, man. Yeah, and you could see him doing that. I can. Uh, you, could, you could, yeah. You could see him doing that, especially after uh, Trinity Killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have been an interesting one, and then of course, you know, the other Alec Baldwin. I think was you know one time they were you mm-hmm. know he had, they were kind of casting him in everything in the late eighties. You know, he was right. sort of the it guy in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, the uh, but then before they cast Ben Affleck, you know who the uh, the number one candidate the studio wanted for, for, um, in the Snyderverse was going to be. Who was it? And he, he, went, he went on to play. Several superhero roles. Josh Brolin. Oh, okay. Josh he Brolin as okay. As in Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> Jonah Hex. Yeah. 
Cable. What was he in Deadpool? Cable. Yeah. 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 He was almost also Batman. Wow. <laughs> in fact, this, that's who the studio really wanted, and, and they've had to fight. Uh, Snyder fought for Ben Affleck. That was definitely so, a better choice. Affleck was. I yeah, mean, it would well, have been interesting, know, but Affleck's definitely a better choice. But you could see where Brolin would have made a good that version of Batman, as far as um, you know, grizzled and older, and right. You know, he kind of had that thicker build. Yep. You know mm-hmm. that you picture how he played Cable. Cable mm-hmm. was you know kind of a you'd see him as a Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you of course, yeah. Henry Cavill was uh, before he was cast as. Superman was actually when the studio was looking to do uh Batman a few years before that, they'd actually looked at Cavill as well. That that might have been okay. Uh Jake Gyllenhaal was another one. Um Pierce Brosnan back in the eighties was one they were looking at. So go down a list here now. I'm looking at Kurt Russell. I'm guessing that would have been eighties. Really? Uh, Kurt Russell, okay. Yeah. Well, you could see, you know, eighties point break, you know. Yeah. He was yeah, okay. Big, you know, remember that they were developing Batman for a while in the eighties. You know, yeah, so it true. went through a lot of. Um, but the uh, more interesting to me, though, is George Miller's Justice League. Uh, so they almost made this movie, and you can you can actually find images and stuff where they started doing cast. They'd already cast the movie, mm-hmm. um, and they were they were going to make this movie. I want to say it was in 2008 ish. Mm-hmm. George Miller, you know, so Mad Max. You know, yep. uh, so, do you know who he, who he had cast as Batman? No. Army Hammer. <laughs> Wait. To play the Lone Ranger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, he was the Winkle Boss twins in the Facebook movie. Uh, and Superman was going to be DJ. Catrona. And do you know where you've seen him? Mm, he is played I, another superhero. He has? Okay. I, I can't place him at the moment. He's one of the Shazam kids. Uh, the grown-up versions. Oh, okay. 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 Um, so if, if you go look at, at it, yeah. He actually was the... Uh, uh, whenever they he, get their power and they... Uh, yeah, whenever they, power they say yeah. Shazam, he's yeah. one of the ones that, turns, that he turns into. Okay. Um the uh let's see. Did you see the new one of that by the way? No, I didn't. Yeah, I haven't either. It's on it's on Max. Uh, I'll probably watch it eventually, but I haven't yet. Yeah, I um you know, I liked the first one, but then I uh I heard some things about the second one. I was like, yeah, I'll wait till video on that. That doesn't really inspire me. I like Zachary Uh, Levi though. Yeah, he's uh, he's a really good actor. Oh yeah, yeah. he uh, he's de- yeah he's definitely one of my. Um, uh, I saw him in that Kurt Ru- or not Kurt Kurt Warner movie. I don't say Kurt Russell. Kurt Warner. Movie. Oh yeah, that yeah, that just came out. Yeah. so good, so mm-hmm. good. Uh, but yeah, you can imagine. You remember how good um, that Mad Max was? You know, would mm-hmm. imagine that director making a Justice League movie that that would have been. I feel like I really wanted to see that, and I, if there's an alternate universe out there where we actually get to see that. <laughs> Uh, yeah because that uh that was gonna be maxwell lord and there was gonna be all these um yeah i mean there's gonna be so much um so anton yelchin too was gonna play the flash mm. of course he played Chekhov in the new in the star trek reboot um 
and then died. Uh, very bizarre death too, right? That was that one. He yeah. got crushed by his own car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that way he was going to play the younger, the kid version, Wally West. And I think a- a- uh, Adam Brody was going to play uh, Barry Allen version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyways, an army hammer Batman. That would have been um, interesting. I could totally see it. I could totally yeah. see it. You yeah. Know, it, it, uh, he looks like Batman. He's got the jaw. He's got the, you know, so that's, that's one of those, what if, what could have been, um, you know, of course, you know, we, we even covered like some of the TV Batman versions that we've seen. Right. Like Titans. They had the guy from, uh, from, uh, Game of Thrones, right? Uh, uh play Bruce Wayne. What's his name? You, I can't think of the guy's name. Older British actor. Yeah. A million times over, I could have told you who it was. Now I couldn't. Uh, God, that was such a good series. I ran up till the end. Right up till the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, you talking he, about he Game of Thrones? Played, played Jorah, yeah, Jorah Mormont. Oh, yeah, okay, Jack Leeson. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he plays um, he played Bruce Wayne in the Titans, which is real weird because he's like really old to be playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, just thought, so, uh, I don't know if I buy this. I didn't, uh, I know... I know who there's a couple they, versions. Who's the one that they right. had play um in the uh, the uh, infinite crisis on infinite earths. They had somebody and it was like a broken Conroy. Was it was it Conroy that played that? It was Conroy. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Conroy I, played the live action which yeah. it sounds so cool until you saw what they did with Batman. You're like, "Right. This is terrible. I hate They, they made him a bitter old man, you know, that Yeah. Well, and not even like in a like just in a whiny way, right? Not even yeah. like a, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think every time they've touched Batman on TV, it's just not been outside of animated. Obviously, it's well, just not been very good. And that's the one thing that I did like about Smallville that they didn't try to bring in Batman on that. Yeah, I think they couldn't either. I think they got they uh, <laughs> there was a licensing deal where yeah. you know cause the tricky part about all that stuff is um, you know you think about including a character or whatever, like, Oh, they should throw this character into that character. in. Mm-hmm. the problem is every time you include a character, somebody came up with that character right. and you know, they have to get paid. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, so it was one of those, uh, I remember reading that about star Trek. So in, when they re- first did star Trek Voyager, mm-hmm. um, they, the character, Tom Paris, uh, he was supposed to be this young hot shot, uh, federation guy and he did something so he was in a federation prison and they ended up um because he had worked with this you know so he ends up getting re you know on, on this mission of course if you know anything about voyager basically yeah. what happens is they get stuck you know 75 years away from earth and so right this guy they can't just leave him in the brig so they reinstate him into starfleet you know because they need as many crew members as they can mm-hmm. uh you know whatever but that character that same actor had played almost the exact same character on an episode of the next generation. Okay. Uh, where he had played, he, he was one of like three cadets in the Academy along with Wesley Crusher mm-hmm. who had um, done something and they were covering it up because some, you know, they'd done some risky flight thing and somebody had gotten killed. And so they were all trying to cover it up. And so they all got in trouble, but Wesley like told the truth. But so this guy ends up going to a Federation prison. And ah. so it was supposed to be that character. Mm-hmm. But when they tried to bring him in, they basically said, well, the guy who wrote this episode, you'll literally have to pay him like 7% residuals for every episode his character appears in. Oh, wow. And they're like, uh, why don't we just write a new character? 
<laughs> you know, and so yeah. So sometimes when they don't bring in characters, people are like, "Why didn't they? They could have included so and so, so and so." Well, the problem is, you know, yeah. I don't know about the, you know, some of these older characters where they have older contracts with these comic book writers, where maybe they have to get paid on that. Right. I don't know if you can bring in every character, <laughs> it, it gets expensive. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for sure. No, like I said, it would be interesting to see. I, I think the future of Batman will eventually be. Uh, yeah, I again, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in the new James Gunn universe, and it's not me being judgmental of James Gunn. You know, he's fine. He's he, I, Guardians of the Galaxy was fine, mm-hmm. but if, even if you just look at Suicide Squad, well, he came in and did that, and it didn't do very great. Uh, I mean, but we did get one. Peacemaker. Yeah, it was great, and that was that was good. Yeah. But the problem is, like I said, is the studio want to just. I mean, the studio wants Marvel numbers, and you're not. Right. Gonna, I just don't think you're going to get that. No, you're not. And so I think the future of DC is going to be more based on like a, a, sort of a Netflix style. You know, like yeah, let's just release them straight through our streaming platform and and not worry about uh, theater release. Yeah, um, where we can have a little more forgiveness and and not worry about it, not spend as much money in in the promotion and things like that. Um, you know, so again, I think a lot of pen if Pattinson's bat, second Batman doesn't do great. Yep. Uh, I think that's it for that universe on, for a long time. They're going to have to shelf it for a while. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I, I, I wish nothing but the best for it, but I think, like I said, the future of Batman is probably going to be more TV uh, and straight straight to streaming service than it is going to be for live action, I think. Right. I mean, well, Jensen Ackles would be great if he gets it, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, they've always done better, I think, at uh, animated stuff anyways. I, I've always really enjoyed their animated stuff compared to Marvel. Uh, Marvel's animated stuff never has really grown. Oh yeah, you know? heads and tails better for, for yeah. that. Um, I yeah, I've tried to watch a lot of the Marvel animated stuff, and I just I couldn't get into it. I, I tried. Um, yeah, but the problem is is now they've gotten to a point where they've just been telling the same stories over and over again in the animated universe, right? Uh, and I just don't know if I want to see another Justice League versus Darkseid. <laughs> you know, well, it's just. They try to do the comic book, but then they give like a, it's not even a full version of it. So they cut out a lot of the good parts of the story, you know, yeah. because they do it for one, one movie, you know, and they could break it down into maybe three movies or something like that and cover more of the story that's in there. Well, you know, they did that with, um, remember the death of Superman. They yeah. split it up into two movies Yeah, um, and they, they did a good job on that. I, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, but again, it's kind of one of those, you have to change something right. when you do it. Cause you can't just do the exact same story from the comics or else people will go, well, we've already seen this. Yeah. And then once you change something, everybody gets mad at you for changing something. Cause I know they <laughs> tried to update. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to update that. You're like, everyone's like, no, you should have left it set in the nineties. Did it exactly like it is on the, and they're like, again, they're just like, there's too many characters, too much of this. You know, we drew that out over months and months and months. We can't include all that. So I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like I said, I I I, uh, I did like Young Justice when they first started Young Justice. That uh, was good, yeah. The second season of that, or the third season, whatever it was that came out years later, was awful. Just awful. Like, so complete, I, sp- yeah. Go ahead. I, I fell off, you know, uh, after watching, I think, the first season. I, I forgot about it, really. So first I never watched great. it. Great. Okay. Uh, I only watched season one and I 
I just never went back to it. It was one of those shows that I yeah. enjoyed. I think it, it was for two seasons. Back. I think it was yeah. two seasons. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, and then like we had to wait forever for the next for the third season, and they they kind of did the like basically they they jumped ahead in time mm-hmm. and they brought in new characters or whatever you know to be the new young justice or whatever right uh with some of the older characters and you know you see they're all fractured and yeah blah blah but it was just you could tell somebody in the studio was super pc and they're making all these pc notes and they're like yeah to the point you know and i get that like that's going to be part of hollywood from now on you know and and it's worked its way into comics and and movies and stuff and i get it you know you gotta have a representation and everything yeah the problem with it was um and i'm trying not to get myself canceled by saying anything controversial here (laughs) uh problem was it it was so so self-aware of it how how pc they were trying to be that it went into full virtue signal mode Right. Um, for so, for example, there's this character who was in there called Halo. Mm-hmm. Well, if you know anything about Halo's origins, uh, which actually I I actually one of the first series I got into when I was a little kid reading from Batman comics was Batman and the Outsiders. Okay. So for a brief year, Batman breaks apart from the Justice League and runs his own little version of the Justice League with all these up and coming heroes called the Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Lightning was in them. Um, uh, Katana. Uh, and Halo and Geoforce and Metamorpho. Yeah. And anyways, Halo was this alien that you know looked like a little Barbie doll. She's a little blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, and kind of smiley and and you know just but had like a almost amnesia. Didn't know where she came from or what you know how she got these powers. Right. And uh, anyway, so they introduced her. Only they decided to make her Muslim. Okay. But the problem is she doesn't know what muslim means like she's got amnesia right so she's doing all these muslim things you know wearing the head but doesn't un, you know like she, she doesn't, doesn't have a religion yeah so she's not re- so they're just doing this for the sake of having somebody wearing a, a right a, the headdress or you know and, and saying the, the muslim things but she doesn't believe in the quran or all <laughs> or any, you know and so that, it's like, well, why are you doing this? That would almost seem more insulting to me if I were somebody who was looking for representation. If somebody oh, was using yeah. that, I would find that insulting almost. Yeah. And on top of that, then like they go, well, as a young woman, she goes, well, let me correct you. I chose this form, but I don't know if I'm actually male or female. Oh, good point. You're right. You know, and it's just like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, then why did you choose it? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know, it, 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 again, it was just one of those like they were kind of just we got to have a character it, yeah. that does this. We got to have a character that does this. But like, OK, we'll actually have a character who's Muslim. Don't. Just, right. You know, and she's going to dress like a Muslim. Yeah. Uh, you know, then, then, they, you know, they kind of took they 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 were sort of wedging gay characters and stuff in without it having really anything to do with the story. You know, they yeah. just wanted to show, look, we got one. Yeah. And, you know, to me, that's always more distracting than helpful. Right. Um, and they sort of did a lot. You know, I, I didn't finish Supergirl. Uh, I didn't either. Uh, whenever they uh, took uh, made it to where they're like, oh, our weapons are, you know, non-lethal and all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, mm, OK, I'm done. You know, it just didn't make I, sense. Yeah, I think the whole world was done at that point. That that was a uh, that this if I've always I was followed the ratings even when I didn't watch the show just to see how it was doing. Right. And that that was one of those ones. So. If you know anything about the C, I know we've been going a long time here. And if you got to cut me off, let me know. But um, <laughs> CW was basically, if you read how CW is set up, it's yeah. owned by a couple of studios. 
CBS, uh, I think Viacom, uh, mm-hmm. MTV, essentially, uh, one of those. Um, it, it, and so what they do is they're all trying to get content made. So they need to have a studio to have a content made. The idea is for the on, on the content they're making is not for the first run to make any money, but for them to be able to build up their library. So when somebody comes to CBS and says, we'd like to stream some of your shows, they can offer them, okay, we'll, we'll give you a package of 25 shows here that you can have a, for yeah. exclusive streaming rights to. Yep. So those 25 shows, to get enough episodes to make the content worth anything, you've got to make at least 100 episodes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, about three or four seasons. Mm-hmm. And so CW was set up as a, we're all going to split the cost of running the studio and all lose money on these projects. Ah. But hopefully, you know, have this long-term, you know, so... All these CW shows were never designed to make money uh, in the in the first run. Okay, but you were hoping that they could make a little bit of money, right? And they were getting so bad ratings that they had to ditch them. You know, like yep. uh, Batwoman, Black Lightning, yeah, uh, all those. Yeah, you know, they they just said, look, this, this we're not making anything off this, and it's it's costing us too much. You know, we're not going to. It's going to take us too long to make our money back, right? Right, and so that's why a lot of those got cut. The more interesting one is the Batgirl movie that got cut. Did you follow any of that drama? A little bit, but not really. I I know that like they had a lead character like picked out and everything like that. And no, they they, they filmed the entire movie. Did they film the? Okay, I didn't know that the they entire the movie entire was shot. Oh wow! It was, okay, it was test screened and. Um, you know, it's still missing, you know, like there was a couple like, okay, and we haven't finished the CGI for this explosion or whatever, you know, right. So there was a few moments that weren't finished, but yeah. for the most part, you know, they'd screened it for the studio and the studio heads got together and said, this is so bad mm-hmm. that if we release this, not only will it not make money, it will turn people off to any other movies we make. Right. Um, and this, fr- this franchise of Batgirl will never be able to make money off of again. Right. Because it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Brandon Fraser was Firefly. Okay. Uh, they had Batgirl, and her her sidekick and her best friend was a trans character. That's right. Uh, I remember Brandon Fraser yeah. was in that. Now, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And Michael Keaton was in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Playing Batman. Yep. Um, so it was supposed to be tied to that Flash universe, uh, oh. where Michael Keaton comes back somehow. Okay. Um, so. And there, there was other characters, I'm sure, too. But, uh, yeah, it was so bad, they said at the test screenings, that the studio said, look, we've spent whatever, $70 million, whatever, on, already on this thing. Right. If we, got, if we go to release it, we have to spend another 30 to $40 million on promoting it. Yeah. And commercials and airtime and, you know, creating to- toys and licensing and all that stuff. Yeah. We're better off not releasing it, writing off our loss, and so as long as they never let this film see the light of day, they can write it off as a loss. If they ever release it in any platform whatsoever, mm-hmm. they, they'll they have to go back and pay the taxes on it. Oh, wow. So it's one of it's very similar to you remember uh, the Fantastic Four movie of the early 90s? The early 90s? No, yes. I don't remember that. Yeah, you can go find it on YouTube. There's an entire Fantastic Four movie that was made in 1991. Oh, whoa. And okay. It was so bad that it never saw the light of day. But, you know, some people had gotten copies of it and it, you know, it made its way through the years. You, know, you could go to Comic Cons. 
yeah and you know trek expos things like that and and find you know you could buy bootleg copies of it yeah uh now it's on youtube you can watch it but uh that one was made very similar uh entire movie finished and never released and the reason was the studio had a deal it's very similar to kind of what warren Beatty has with the dick tracy uh series uh series rights Mm-hmm. The studio had the right, but they have to make a movie every so many years or the rights would go back to Marvel. Oh, okay. And they'd reached their point where they had to make a movie. It's the same thing um, with, with uh, Sony. They have to release a Spider-Man movie every so many years or the rights go back to Marvel. Oh, okay. That's why they didn't waste any time between Garfield and McGuire and, and, you know, right. and the next one. You just see a new Spider-Man every couple of years. Yeah. Because they have to keep those movies churning out or they'll lose the, the rights to them. Uh, well, this one was the same thing. It was they had to release, so they made an entire Fantastic Four movie just to prove they had made one, but then never you know released it because it would cost the money to release it. Wow! So it's very bootleg budget movie. The effects are terrible. Uh, the costumes are, aren't very good. But the, yeah, this whole movie that's out there, you can go find it. it. It's I mean I've watched it. It's a little weird. I'll have to look uh, that up. Not, yeah, it's not terrible. I mean I mean it's it's not good, but it's not <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, very similar thing. Yeah, Dick Tracy, same thing. Um, when Warren Beatty made the Dick Tracy movie, he owned the rights from the comics to make Dick Tracy movies. But it was kind of one of those deals. He had to make a Dick Tracy movie every so many years or it would revert back. I got you. So his loophole was he appeared as Dick Tracy on the inside the actor studio mm-hmm. wearing the hat and the, the thing and did an interview. Right. And the court ruled that was enough to count. <laughs> Oh, making some, you know, so, um, yeah, so it's one of those weird, like, if you, if you don't make a movie, you, the rights go back to Marvel. Ah, okay. Uh, very bizarre. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, it's a Batman, of course. Not Batman, really, but Batman. <laughs> no, it's good. Right here. Yeah. No, I like so it. This is all interesting stuff, man. I, I, I didn't know any of that. That's, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up because I want to watch that now. Yeah, well, it's and it's interesting. It's well, more interesting would be if we ever see the Batgirl movie in some form released, um, and you know, could that have been the last time we see Michael Keaton as Batman? Will they release maybe just the scene of Michael Keaton just so we can see it? I don't know. You know, that's one because with the Flash not doing well, I don't know that they're going to make any more Michael Keaton Batmans. Right. right. You know, which, I, that was the talk of him coming back is maybe but. Man, I, going back to it, I think my other problem with that is is I'm a Grant Gustin person. I <laughs> watched him for so many years playing the Flash that that's uh, my Flash, man. I get it. I get it. Um, problem is that show got terrible too. Towards the end, oh, I stopped watching yeah. it. Towards the end, they had pretty much lightning lightsabers <laughs> at the end of that show. I'm yeah. Like, really? what's going on here? Come so on. Now. I I I dipped out about season three. Okay. Um, maybe four. I don't know. So I I came back and watched the very last episode with no context. Okay. Um, and I was just like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know, like There's way too it, many speedsters. Or way too many characters. Like yeah. I don't know what CW's ex- obsession is with that. It's like, yeah. All right, we've got to keep adding a new character every five minutes, <laughs> and then it's the same formula over and over and over. I mean, you saw it with with the Arrow, yeah, and all Arrow those. For, you know, it's yeah. just like. Season one of Era was so good. Oh, it's. Uh, I think for me, the first four seasons are good of Arrow. Uh, season one that, and two are are pretty good, but yeah. like I said, as they kept adding more heroes to the team, it just started getting like there's not enough screen time for everybody, so everybody's yeah. just 
has the exact same story in every episode. Like, oh, I show up and I do this, and then I show up and I do, you know, and it's just like, oh, and then at the last second, the blonde girl will hack the the system, you know. It's just right. Like, yeah. It wasn't interesting anymore after a while. It's just like, okay, okay. I like the guy that plays Damian Dark on that show. Um, oh, uh, he yeah. plays in uh, Band of Brothers also. Uh, I can't. Yeah, was that on? Um, on a. Uh... Oh, you're talking about Neil McDonough. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like Neil McDonough. He's, yeah, he's awesome. Good in, uh, yeah. He's good at just about everything you see him in. Yeah. He's a. He's, uh, he's a very outspoken actor too. Um, he'll 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 talk about about Hollywood. Willie. Yeah, no. he, he, in fact, he's got himself blackballed a little bit, I think, because he is oh, no. willing to call out some of Hollywood's issues. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he was in uh, Yellowstone, too, more recently. Somebody needs to be willing to call them out on their issues. So, yeah. A- anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we won't yeah. get into that. No, That's 100%. A, we'll be on uh, here for another two hours if we do that. <laughs> other cameo from Flash, uh, Elvis. What? Huh? The kid who plays Elvis in the new Oh, uh, okay, was, okay. Okay. I know I was like Elvis. What I forgot there was a new movie that came out about Elvis recently. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I didn't. Uh-uh. And, and that's so sad because good. you know I'm from Memphis. And you'd think that, you know, I'd be like, Oh yeah, Elvis, but no, I didn't watch I, it. I my other obsession um growing up was Elvis. Batman and Elvis. All right. Uh and to this day I'm still uh <laughs> Batman and Elvis fan. <laughs> uh, well, I wear I a lot of Elvis the shirts, Elvis sunglasses. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, uh, he played Thea's boyfriend in an episode. A DJ. He was like a DJ at the nightclub. Oh, okay. Um, and so he was, but he he was blonde at the time, so he didn't really didn't, didn't really look like uh, Elvis at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that kid did such a good job playing Elvis. He um he completely immersed himself into the character of yeah. into being Elvis. Yeah. To the point that they said he has permanently altered his speech. Really? He can't talk like he used to talk. He can only <laughs> talk like Elvis now. Wow. Because he spent two years just, you know, becoming Elvis. Yeah. Fully immersed himself. Um, and That's so now insane. He talk, he's like, yeah. He's goes, uh, he goes, you know, it's like if you move from, let's say, Canada to Texas, and like after a while you start developing a Texas accent or something. Right. He goes, it's kind of like that. Like, I... I worked so hard at changing the way I talked that like my brain, this is the default setting now. Right. He goes, he rewired I, I don't himself. know how to get it. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how to get it back. Like, even if I go home, like I can't like get my old accent back. He goes, I've changed my, uh, it's wild. And he sounds, he sounds exactly like Elvis. Yeah. He sings like him. He, he did a lot of the singing, um, in the movie. Huh. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. He, but yeah, he, anyways, he was originally in the flash as well. CW's flash. Uh, so, so my flash was John Wesley Ship, because yeah, remember I'm 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 a little bit older than you, just a little uh, bit, yeah, not much. So my my uh, early, so we got Batman in '89. Well, we got Flash in 1990, uh huh, a live action Flash, and it was only one season. Yep, but it was so good, and I loved it as a kid. I would watch it every Thursday on CBS, uh, seven o'clock. Uh, <laughs> I, I still remember it. Yeah. Like I was obsessed with it. It was so good. And it was yeah. like, it was kind of, you know, it was very grown up for a, a, a superhero show. Right. You know, they didn't, they didn't go corny with it. Yeah. Um, which again, you know, the, the biggest corny thing they had on there was Mark Hamill playing the trickster. Oh, uh, okay. Which he revived when he came, he did the same character on Grant Gustin's. Yeah. 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 He came back and did the trickster. 
Oh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, but he was young Mark Hamill. Right. right. Still Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill. Yeah. When he was on that one. Uh, so, yeah, that that was uh, for me. You know, again, we were superhero deprived back then. We didn't have yeah. a lot. <laughs> you know, it wasn't now like studios were cranking out superhero movies every five seconds. <laughs> you know, you, you didn't have that. You know, got, people got people get, you know, like there wasn't much in the early uh, throughout the 90s, you know, because after Schumacher killed Batman mm-hmm. <laughs> with the. Uh, with that terrible Batman Rob, which I know we've avoided talking about this whole time. Uh, the Clooney, uh, the Clooney Batman. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. yeah. Batman Just with so bad. Uh, you know rubber nipples. Yep, nipples. Well, and you know, and to me, that's a that's a big <laughs> example of like people who don't understand Batman making Batman movies. It yeah. doesn't work out exactly. Like this. It just Schumacher didn't understand Batman. No. He just understood popcorn and like, uh, you know, let's just make it big tentpole summer movie. Yeah. Know, and not care about the character. Yeah. And Batman has to be the again, Batman has to be your protagonist. Just like in a wrestling match, the, the babyface has to be the storyteller. You know, right. you have to be able to see our, you know, and when you have too many heels on the screen, too many villains that are overshadowing. Yeah. You, there's a problem with The Rock. Why The Rock didn't always make a very good heel. Right. Because he would bury the faces. Yep. He would go out there and cut those promos, and everybody thought the promos were the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem was, now I want to see this guy win. Right. <laughs> I don't want to see the other guy win. Yeah. This guy's way cooler, right? Well, that's the problem, I think, with the Schumacher Batmans was you just had Batman got buried. He right. Wasn't the uh, the star of the movies. No. Uh, that one did so bad that, like I said, they canceled. Because there was supposed to be a third um, Batman was supposed to be a a scarecrow story. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, and they obviously they shelved it all, but that right. was going to be the next one. It was going to be a uh, and Schumacher for years said he wanted to make another Batman movie to redeem himself, mm-hmm. and he, they didn't he trust him about, to do it. <laughs> well, I just yeah, I think nobody wanted to go back to that. Right. Yeah, yeah I'm happy with the the scarecrow that we got though. <laughs> we got Chris O'Donnell as Robin, which. But, you know, yeah. good, good Robin. Right, yeah. No. Um, but you know who was who was supposed to play Robin in the very first Batman movie? Who? Uh, there, well, there's a whole... You can find the script online. There's a whole script of the first draft of the script that has Robin in it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's supposed to be the Joker. Um, basically, there's a fight that takes place at the circus and the... the you know, the kid's parents get killed as the acrobats and Batman has this moment where he's like talking to the kid and blah, blah, blah. And then like, they're supposed to set up Robin and mm-hmm. he got paid for the role for two movies. Um, actually might've been three movies. Marlon Waynes. Really? Yeah. And to this day, he's, he is credited in every version of the, all Tim, both the Tim Burton's movies huh. as Robin. He gets a residual check every time the movie airs. Uh, so he already had signed his contracts. But they just they basically said at the last minute, like, this movie's already too much. We don't have time to get into a new story as well. Yeah. And so they had to they had to cut him out. Huh. He got paid to play Robin in both movies. I, I would have liked to seen that. It's interesting because, yeah. yeah, that would have been the first. Uh, it, I, I, here's what I kind of wonder. If you had race swapped Robin back then, uh-huh. it still gets, you know, it's still controversial when you race swap any character. We just saw it with the mermaid. Uh, right. One. Yeah, how would people have reacted in 1989 to a race swap like that? Would have been interesting. Yeah, because it wasn't the only race swap in that movie. Of course, remember who played Harvey Dent? Billy D. Williams, uh, Lando. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 
he was supposed to be Two Face um, in the third movie. Uh, huh. But when Tim Burton left, uh, Schumacher just said, ah, I kind of want to go a different direction. Because hmm. obviously Billy D. Williams was much bigger in 1989 than he was by 1995. Right. Yep. But, you know, he wasn't as big a star by any means. So they ultimately went with somebody else, um, Tommy Lee Jones. But mm-hmm. yeah, that, so that would have been an, another interesting Tim Burton thing to do, you know, to, to change, right. dramatically change two characters like that. Would have yeah. been interesting. Yeah. Uh, so going back right. to O'Connell there for a second, he I, and I thought about this the other day because I knew we were going to be doing this episode. Um, he made laundry look cool. <laughs> it was a cool scene, you know. Yeah, I mean, as, I, as a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's cool! I wish it was like that." So, <laughs> I mean, if you think about the Robin character, it's such a for me. It's it's a it's not a great character to begin with. Again, it was originally written as. You know, I can't be thing. Hey, we we want to see a kid doing these adventures with Batman, so that way yeah. the kids will buy the comics because they can see themselves as being there with Batman. Yeah, they'll want to be Robin. And right. originally, Robin was a very popular character. Yeah, but then you you really worked into the concept of like, wait, this grown man is bringing a child with him to fight dangerous and deadly gangsters? Like, no, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> like that that makes Batman look like the worst dude ever. Um, <laughs> You know, so th- there's so many, and we could get it. You know, we could spend an hour talking about Robin. Um, oh yeah, because yeah. there's so many versions of Robin and so many different ways they've taken the character and and yeah. stuff like that. Um, O'Donnell was pretty vanilla. You know, obviously he was playing more of like a 19 year old Robin, not a kid Robin. Right. Uh, yeah. And you know, so he did the best best with what he could do there. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, Alicia Silverstone in the next one that, that was just uh, that was again what made her <laughs> Alfred's granddaughter granddaughter niece, yeah niece, no, his, something it was his niece it's like yeah. his niece yeah yeah because i don't think he has kids no. um but you know the original version of of it was supposed to be and you can find see the test shots where she wore a full head mask like batman's yeah and somebody at the studio goes no it's alicia silverstone she's beautiful like we don't don't cover her face up like but she's a masked hero she has so they gave her like the like tiniest domino mask in the world that clearly, you know, yeah. you would have you would have no problem recognizing that that is clearly Elysia Silverstone. Right. Uh, yeah. But all the characters that got released and all the publicity stills that got released, like from the action figures and stuff, she has the full head mask on because those are made early in the process. You know, they show them they basically show the toy makers, you know, the pre movie drawings. And that's what they base all the characters off of. Yeah. Uh, so that that change wasn't made till late. So like, yeah, if you buy the Batman and Robin character of Batgirl, it is a full head mask. Doesn't look like her from the movie at all. Huh? That's interesting. Well, I, I... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, and Batgirl is you know another interesting character too. You get off 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 on the uh, different versions of her that have been in the comics, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, I, I get it. You know, if you're writing the this the story about Batman, for me, like I said, I like my my me personally, I like my Batman working solo for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, using some of his detective skills, some of his gadgets, some you know, but, a little bit of everything you know, there. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I want the antagonist to be you know up to the level of Batman, or the right. or the the situation that Batman has to overcome ha- has to be daunting task you know you're gonna have to find a very clever way to to defeat these odds yeah um and you know so i don't like a lot of extra characters but i get it you know you start writing the same 
thing over and over and over again. You've got to add new characters just so you can change the stories of it. Yeah. Uh, let's add a Batgirl. Let's add a Robin. Let's add a second Robin. Let's add, you know, we'll make this Robin, Robin be a different character. Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll have one Robin die and then come back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, you know, the butler, you know, <laughs> so you got to add all these characters. And eventually, like I said, after a while, it becomes like a, a CW show. It's like, can we just get back to the, you know, telling the story about the Green Arrow? I don't I don't need to yeah. know his 18 sidekicks names and their backstories, but I get it. You know, yeah. if you have to write them, you, that's why sometimes superheroes make better movies than TV shows. Right. And sometimes it's the other way around. You know, I, I've seen some movies where you're like, gosh, they barely got into the story there's so much more here but you know it's mm-hmm. only two hours we have to get it all in in one right uh it's like like uh you talk about the Watchmen being such a good movie uh did you watch the show i did uh yeah. very interesting show it was you know had it ties to tulsa yep um this whole thing i believe was set in tulsa right it was uh, yeah which yeah. it's funny because you know living in tulsa yeah <laughs> i could tell they were not in tulsa no um but they dived into the, you know, the background of it was the Tulsa race riots. Right. Uh, uh, what, I'm sorry. I know it's called the race massacre now. Growing up, they always called it the race riots. Uh, okay. So, excuse me. I was not trying to offend anybody by saying race riots. But again, you know, growing up, they always just called it the Tulsa race riots. And then it was only until a few years ago, they started referring to more as the Tulsa massacre. race massacre. Yeah. Uh, um, which is like I said, it, it, get it out. Um, I, I liked some of what they did with it, I didn't love a lot of what they did with it. Yeah. Um, I would have watched a second season, though. Oh, definitely. A, a second season, but it, it was um, I, it was put it this way. Mandius was good. Jeremy mm-hmm. Irons. Uh, I really enjoyed him. Uh, some of the liberties they took with some of the characters, I was like, eh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know. I won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it since it's only a few years ago, but uh, yeah, they, they did some interesting things with Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it, it was interesting. And then to see uh, what's his name from my uh, Miami vice. Uh, oh yeah. Um, uh, Don Johnson. Don Johnson, right? Yes. 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 Don Johnson uh, from Nash yeah. bridges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That's where I know him from. I guess, yeah. I know him as Sonny Crockett from my advice. But, <laughs> I know him from Nash uh, Bridges. So. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, he was he was good in that, I thought. Uh, played a very believable character, the, the racist cop, yeah. sort of. He, uh, he does a good job playing the racist guy. on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Django. Is that a compliment? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you play a very convincing racist, sir. Yeah. No, I don't know that I'm going to be known as. No. All right, no, man. I mean, like I said, getting back and all that, just going back to summing up our Batman thing here. Yeah. Um, the, again, the appeal of Batman is always that he's so reality based. Right. And the best Batman stories are always going to be kind of not aliens, not, you know, super mechanism right. stuff, you know, Iron Man suits and what, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, it's always going to be just a solo dude, you know, using a combination we all want to believe that you know like I said we can be this 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 character this this i could train hard enough to be a great fighter or, you know be really smart at forensics and all these things that batman does yeah and the only way to be do that is to be driven by this this massive trauma in your life is is what he is 
Um, and actually, I think that's the appeal of it because it's not sci-fi. It's yeah. it's reality-based as opposed to every other superhero. You had to have a super serum or be bit by a radioactive something or other. And, right. you know, nor, I'm just telling you right now, you go get bit by a radioactive spider, you're probably going to get a tumor. Uh, that's all you're going to get. You're not going <laughs> to yeah. get superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> you go, go get du- I fell into a, to- a back, toxic back of batch of chemicals. Yeah. And it, no, that's just going to kill you. You probably get lymphoma or something. You know, it's, yeah. You're, you're dead. You're not going to get superpowers. But Batman, you know, he doesn't have superpowers. Right. He's still out there being the bravest hero, the most respected hero, uh, which is why I, said, I think what always is going to be the lingering thing that appeals about Batman. Yeah. No, I I agree. You know, Batman's always going to be one because he's he's the most real, you know. And the thing is, is he is surrounded by people who have superpowers but yet they see him as the leader, you know, when it comes to yeah. justice league. Uh, yeah. One, I think one thing that I, I really like is uh, there's pictures and it says, you know, wonder woman can fly green, uh, green lantern can fly. Superman can fly, but they're all in the uh, uh, bat wing with him. Yes. So <laughs> yes, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because and they know the mission is too valuable to not take Batman with you. Exactly, you need Batman. You yep. you have to have Batman there. And even if, like I said, um, you know, we didn't even get into some of the Batman Beyond and stuff that that you know that they've yeah. done as well, um, which is an interesting look at, at where the future of Batman would have ended. You know, one of the cool things about Christian Bale's Batman is Christopher Nolan said, "If I tell a Batman story, I want to be able to tell the end of Batman." And so that's yeah. why he had that scene at the end where Batman dies. Right. But then we're left to wonder, did he really die? Is Alfred mm-hmm. fantasizing about seeing him or is mm-hmm. he actually seeing him at that table in, in the future? Right. We don't know. Right. But there was no end to Batman. That was the first time anybody actually told the end of Batman as yeah. a story. Um, the ultimate, and did exactly what you'd expect. I will give my life to save these people. And Catwoman says, haven't you given them enough? Not everything. Not yet. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, we, we all want to be that hero who would be willing to, you know, if if there was a robber in front of us and he was going to kill somebody, we would want to think we were brave enough to, to, you know, you know, risk our lives to save everybody or, to, you know, to, to go into the fire and pull somebody out if we, you know, if, if it was our family or a friend or, you know, we want to see ourselves as that hero and Batman is that hero. Right. Um, and, and so that's, I think I said, one of the things that's always going to appeal about him is he, he did everything Superman did only without invincibility and, and super strength. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he fought the same bad guys and, and never, never hid from anybody. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that's always going to appeal. And, and, you know, they've tried to do similar heroes and, you know, there's been a lot of Batman knockoffs throughout the years of different characters, but nobody's ever quite been just like Batman, that, that psychology that Batman has. Well, there's so much a rich history. It's hard to try to compare anyone else to Batman because he is one yeah. of the originals, you know. So it's going to take a what, lot of time for somebody to get to that point. One of my character. things I was trying to stress today was was just the, the looking at the trauma of Batman. You know that right. how that trauma drove him, which I think is relatable to a lot of people because we everybody's got some level of trauma in their life, a traumatic moment, and and you can relate to feeling helpless, to feeling. Yep. Like you, you couldn't do enough or I could have done more to prepare if only I, you know, instead of having fun and, and doing this, if I'd been out there preparing for my future better, preparing, you know, working those extra hours or whatever it might have been, you know, I'd be in a better place today. I could have done something. I could have, you know, well, Batman's never going to make that mistake. He's going to, you know, he'll, 
he's not going to have fun. He's going to spend every moment preparing for that worst case scenario, just in case it ever happens one day. Yeah. He's 10 steps ahead of everybody else. Right. Which is just, like I said, such so cool. I mean, there's just so many cool elements of Batman that makes him Batman. I could talk for another five hours about it. I know you're going to have to end <laughs> this podcast at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually <laughs> are coming up all to close with this and everything. Um, but I did, like I said, I had one person who sent in a question. I did put a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's saying that, uh, you know, I was going to have you on. We we're going to talk about Batman. So this kind of pertains to uh, you as a wrestler, though. And, you sure. know, with you being a huge Batman fan and being a superhero fan in general, uh, how does that relate to you whenever you play a um, face character in wrestling? Well, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because, you know, we have a term we use in wrestling called the vanilla baby face. Mm-hmm. So you think of vanilla ice cream, right? Yep. Well, it's just vanilla. It's just very plain doesn't have the sprinkles it doesn't have the caramel and the chocolates and all the stuff on it it's not brightly colored it's just it's vanilla right and it's fine you like it you taste it but you know you can't help but see the more attractive sunday over there or whatever over here and and think to yourself that's got a better presentation to it that's more interesting yeah but at the end of the day you still need vanilla that's still the the one that every ice cream shop's gonna have is always gonna have vanilla you may not, the chocolate side may not work on the machine but vanilla side's gonna work right right um so we use that term vanilla as seeing kind of you know when you're a bad guy it's always more interesting and more fun there's a lot more there to work with mm-hmm. but as a good guy you have to follow these rules yeah you have to follow the rules right right and, and and so when i go out as a good guy in a match i always tell my my, my students you're there for one thing. You believe that this is an athletic competition, just like a baseball game or a basketball game or, a, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. everybody's there being a good sportsman. And you're there as, as a mission of goodwill and, and to entertain fans and to just show I've worked on my skills and I think my level is ready and I want to test my skills and my merit against yours. Yeah. Right. It's this very naive belief because we all know. Well, the other guy's not going to do that. The fans know the other guy's not there for that. But the baby face has to go out there still believing that. Right. That this guy's out here and he's not going to cheat. He's not. We're both here for good intentions. Right. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, with, with with this superhero, you know, they're kind of the same way. Right. I, I want to find a way to, to solve this problem with, you know, unless it's the Punisher or something like that. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I want to, I'm here to solve the problem, you know, in, in the peaceful way. And, and you think of Superman saying, don't do it, Lex. Millions of people will die. You know, right. you can't blow up the the West Coast and turn it into real estate. You know, yeah, or whatever the plot of uh, <laughs> Superman was, right? Yeah, but he has to be. You know, millions of people will die. Don't make me have to do something bad here. And we as we as wrestling heroes, um, you know, I was explaining to my guys, I'm a good guy, so I have to follow the rules, right? I can't throw a punch because punching isn't allowed in wrestling. But yeah. if he punches me first. Yeah. And he keeps punching me and breaking the rules. At some point, the fans are going to say, Justin, it's not a wrestling match anymore. It's a fight. Fight back. Right. And I'll look to the crowd for that approval. And now I'm able to escalate to his level because I have to. Yeah. Right. I can't. If he's not going to fight fair, I have to fight fire with fire. And we do that. as you know. So, again, you can relate that as a babyface wrestler to being a superhero. Um but you want you still want to portray those best elements, right? The 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 hope for humanity that every time I go out there, maybe this guy's gonna follow the rules. Maybe, you know, right? And and I'm gonna do the right thing because it's the right thing to do, even if he's not gonna do the right thing. Right. Um, yeah, and, and that again, it's so boring. 
because everyone's like, eh, you know, the bad guy's more fun, or the rock's more fun when he's talking, you know. <laughs> but if you stick to the formula, it works. Right. You know, it may not be right. Again, there's a reason vanilla is still the most popular ice cream there is. Right. Vanilla works. Um, even if it's not the, the attractive Sunday or whatever, you know, it still works. Uh, so yeah, sometimes again, I, right now I'm a heel right now, so I, yeah. I get to kind of do the opposite. Right. Um, I get to go out there and manipulate the face and, and manipulate his emotions and, and use his willingness to do, you know, to, to do the right thing against him. Right. Um, and again, I, like I said, I, the, any good protagonist has to face an obstacle that changes them and who they are. And they have to learn from, from their mistakes and get better. Uh, and that's what makes a story interesting. That's where the fans can see, you know. So one of the things I always say is the worst thing you can do is give somebody a monster push sometimes when they first come into the business, uh, which is weird for me to say because I got a monster push when I came into the business. But uh, <laughs> I didn't lose a match for like a year, you know. Yeah. Uh, but what I mean is it's you, you become much less relatable when you're perfect, right? No, nobody can really relate to Superman. Right. Uh, but you can you can relate to a flawed character. And we want to see those flaws and the and oh I made it I tried and I learned and I got better right I came back and I you know people got mad at when Cody w- didn't win WrestleMania but you know what did he learn from that right he learned he's not there yet but yeah. he's a work in progress and if right. he does the right things and goes throughout these much harder battles like Lesnar and whoever else you know right he's gonna come out in the end ready now what what he didn't have when the first time he faced Roman he'll have this time. Right. Right. And and that's that, that's sort of the, the, the story of a protagonist and an antagonist. Yeah. And if you do wrestling right, again, we're not doing moves. We're making moments. Yep. Um, and, and then that's a, again, we, we've talked about our favorite Batman moments here. You know, only one of them was a fight scene. The rest of it were, were emotions that we had, you know, whether it was him holding the little girl's hand as she's dying or, or yeah. you know, the, the guys looking at the clones and saying, how could one human being endure so much trauma? Or Batman running into the smoke, not knowing what's on the other side of it, right? You know, it, it's this, you these moments we create that that oh, I could relate to that. Oh, I wonder what I would do. Would I be brave enough in that situation? How would I have handled that situation? Yeah, and that's good storytelling, right? Yeah, no, I I like it, man. So, one last thing before we get off of here and everything. Sure. Uh, so something happened today, uh, actually, that I saw. Um, and this is going back to wrestling and everything. Okay. Uh, I, I heard that one of the tag title belts was actually stolen. I read that. Yeah. The yeah. UFC tag title was stolen somewhere in Glenpool, Oklahoma. They said, uh, uh, I'm guessing it was just out of some, out of the car as uh, they were, or, or what I thought I read is that it was in the yeah, car I haven't or something. seen any details. Um, I mean, I know they had new tag champs that night, so I don't know if the right. new champs took them home. Yeah. Um, and or, or what happened, honestly. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah. And you hope that, you know, wherever it ends up, somebody will return it. Um, right. You know, if it gets pawned or sold and somebody finds out where it should have been or where it came from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People just need to do thing. better. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, one of those things I always said is I would rather people not take the belts home with them. Right. Me personally. Yeah. Um, because you never know if that guy's going to come back. You know, you could get That's mad true. at you and not come back. And now he's got your belt. Yeah, Alondra um, Blaze. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'll tell you a true story. Um, I was booking for another company. 
Uh-huh. And uh, this is a few years back, about a couple of years ago. And one of our champions, he had a nice run, and it was time to move the belt to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I had a guy that I was already lining up for the next push, and I was going to have him win. And the guy, I called the guy and said, "Hey, do you mind? You know, you're gonna um, you're gonna be here this month. Yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. Well, I'm gonna need you to drop the belt to so and so." And he goes, "Okay." Um, I was actually wanting to come drop it to this guy instead, hmm. uh, and it was a guy I was not pushing. Right, um, the guy that you know we weren't going to be using as a big star, whatever. Yeah. And I get it. You know, there was this guy's friend, and he wanted. I was like, "Hey, yeah, you know, I appreciate that, man, but you know, we've already got a storyline. Everything worked out for this other guy." Yeah. Um, He's our he's our next guy. We've already been building to this for months, but you know, thank you and, and you know, we appreciate it. Yeah. Uh so I said, you, you, but you are gonna be here. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Well, that weekend he went to another show and another fed and basically made a joke of our title and had to change hands in a trivia contest oh, <laughs> with a fan no. and gave, basically, you know. Um and so luckily we got the belt back. Uh, uh-huh. Uh I mean, that, I, I, <laughs> I can tell you the names, but I, you know, there's yeah. no reason to, to, uh, I'll, I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Um, yeah. Just, just so we don't have a bunch of heat going in. Oh know, yeah. No, we're good. <laughs> uh, wow. These people are still very, very much involved in wrestling. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was, it's just very bizarre. It's just like, why did you do that? You right. Know? And, and they, they were mad at me. Like, well, why wouldn't you, you know, why do you, you know, why would you not let this person that we gave the title to be the new champion? Do you not like this person? Uh, and it was, it was a, uh, it was a kid who was training, but he was a kid who has some some limitations. Yeah, and uh, we like him. He's a great kid. He's he's actually has done some stuff in the ring, but certainly was not your decision to make to make the title right. change hands. Uh, yeah, and especially you know it wasn't at our Fed. You didn't call me, and I'm the Booker. You didn't call the Fed's owner. Uh, right, you just decided you were going to have the title change hands. You know, which is very disrespectful. Wow. Um, and so yeah, uh, that's another reason why I prefer not to send the belts home with anybody. Right. Because that stuff could happen. Or, you know, somebody just gets in their bag and steals it from them because they take them off that night or something. Right. right? Or yep. they pull a rib and the rib goes too far and now your title belt's missing. Right? Yeah. Uh, yep. And so, yeah, it's one of those deals. I wouldn't, um, I think Tim should probably just say, everybody leave your belts in the, in the, in the bag. Uh, yeah. But I get it too, you know. You know yeah. Well, hopefully yeah, they are able to find it. take it home and take some pictures with it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully they're able to find it. Yeah, we really hope so. You know, um, is what it is. You know, if, yeah. if it goes, if, hopefully, like I said, Tim will get a new one, and right, it'll cost money out of the coffers, but it's right. what it is. Yeah. I, hate, I hate that. Uh, yeah, definitely. What a bummer. What you know? I, I got a funny. Uh, you got quick time for one more story. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I was working for a Fed called OCW, Oklahoma Championship Wrestling. This is two thousand three, and um. The promoter had this idea. He's like, hey, here's what I'm going to do. We got all these old belts, and they're not great. What we're going to do is we're going to raffle the belts off, and we're going to use the money we make from the raffle to buy new belts, right? <laughs> so we're, we're going to – and so he announced this raffle, and we're all like, I don't know. And we, our attendance is only like 100 fans. Like right. even if every fan bought a you know, a $2 raffle ticket, you know – It's not going to be enough. Yeah, belts – good belts going to be, you know – several hundred dollars right uh at least you know yeah. this is back in 2003 i'm sure they're my sports now oh yeah um well of course you know make 
$30 in raffle tickets and the night of the raffle comes. And so we give away our belt and I don't have a belt to wear anymore to the ring. Oh no. Cause we don't have a new belt. So <laughs> luckily I knew the fan that had won it. And yeah. so I had a title defense coming up the next week and yeah. I was like, Hey, can I borrow the belt? And I'll give it back to you after the show. So yeah. I had to do that a couple of times until eventually I went out and I, I bought a used belt online and painted it and, you know, it looked yeah. trashy, but, um, it was the best I could do. It was like, I had to have a belt and the promoter completely botched it. On that wow. One. And then he's like, after that, he's like, they didn't auction off any other belts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just mine that got given away basically to a fan. Oh, no. and I even had my mom buy like $20 worth of raffle tickets. To, you know, I was like, well, I know I bought more than anybody else. So I'm likely to win this thing. Right. Uh, and I, of course they drew the guy who bought one raffle ticket somehow. You know, he won. Uh, That's usually the way it goes, man. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about missing titles, though. That's kind of remind me of that. Yeah. What a great wrestling story. That's classic. <laughs> so is there anything no, else man. that maybe you want to uh bring up before I get you off? Uh yeah, no, just as far as going back to wrestling real quick, I know if anybody's still listening after this really long podcast. Sorry guys, we didn't mean to go this long. <laughs> um August, Stravis Slams, August 5th, coming up, my next match. Uh taking on Scotty Too Hottie. Yes uh no it'll be a it'll be a great one that's a good matchup for me uh a little bit older than me mm-hmm. uh been around a long time but we you know very similar he's a good baby face i'm a good heel this will be a fun match to work yeah i was glad tim gave that to me yeah um it, 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 he's uh i love tim so much you know, tim does such a good job he's got so much on his plate right you know trying to keep all these guys happy and uh you know i'm one of these guys I, i'm a work in progress uh jared I, i'm telling you I used to get really hot when I didn't think things were going my way. When I thought Booker had soured on me or made me lose big matches, I hated it. Yeah. And I'm a work in progress because now I, you know, I, I learned, Hey, you know what? A lot of people had to put me over for me to get to this spot. Sometimes I got to return that favor. Right. But it's good that my passion, you know, I, I look at it as I'm, it's good that I'm passionate that if I'm going to lose, it better mean something. Right? right. I want it to mean something. Right. Uh, it's probably one of the reasons I've been so successful. Um, but, you know, I don't know if I'm going to win or lose against Scotty too hottie. But I, I think, again, I think this is more more importantly, it's just about going out there for this one night and putting on a great match and get a chance to wrestle somebody who's been on the big the biggest stage there is, WrestleManias, all that good stuff. Man, it's so cool. Oh, yeah. It's fun to get to wrestle some names uh, yeah. like this. Uh, it's going to be fun. There's a, JTG's on the card. Uh, Ken yeah. Anderson's on the card. Uh, Teddy Long's on the card. EC3's on the card. Um, I'm sure I'm missing one or two on there. But there's, there's going to be some big matches. It's going to be uh if you guys can make it in for that one jared you should make it in for this one this is the biggest show wfc does yeah august 5th yeah uh so be be looking out for that guys coming up here in just a few weeks all right man yeah well i i'm looking forward to it it's uh definitely it looks like it's going to turn out to be a really cool show yes and you can find me on justinrules.com my screen name on instagram is unbreakable justin lee Mm -hmm. uh and on tiktok i'm broken arrow bad boy yeah uh YouTube Broken Arrow Bad Boy as well. So if you guys want to find me, I'm on all those. All kinds of great matches out there on on your YouTube page and all that. You've and even some, some bad cool ones. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I just did the morning show that day. I just uploaded that one too. So uh, okay, I was in rare rare form hosting the morning show. She actually let me do a little hosting this time too. She she let me do the teleprompter stuff. I'll, uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, and I'll let you in on this. Um, I've actually written a book. Uh, 
um, it's being first drafts done. They're, they're just doing some revisions on it. Uh-huh. Uh, all about the Oklahoma indie wrestling scene through my eyes from the year 1999 through all the way up through retirement in 2014. Um, okay. And it just goes into all these great stories about all these guys. And, and just, it, you know, even if you don't know who I'm talking about, it's a great snapshot of what indie wrestling was like in that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my story would be very similar to many guys' stories. Um, so if you kind of want to learn about the history of indie wrestling in this area and what it was like from, you know, 99 to 2014, uh, be looking for that. Uh, the working title right now is Becoming Unbreakable. Uh, that title might change. Uh, but be looking for that very soon. Awesome, man. I can't wait to see that. Yes, it'll be good. I'll get you first copy. Awesome. All <laughs> right, man. Well, you have a great night, and uh, I can't wait to do this again. This was a lot well, of fun. Hey, always be Batman. Be yourself unless you can be Batman. That's always right. Always be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> good seeing you. Hey, listener. This is a not paid for product placement for the Zero to Hero podcast. What do you if mean? You not definitely paid? like what you're listening to now. Come on over to the, the Zero to Hero podcast. Lights on, just anywhere you want to be able to find your podcast. At, trash bills, like dude, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, which is still a little weird. The two next two weeks. Come on over and enjoy yourself. And listen to Billy and myself bicker, argue, and well, fight about a lot of things. As we are the Bulk and School of Podcasting. How the hell am I going to get out there and welcome back to the show? All right, deputy. Dispatch says there's a gas station robbery in progress. Fire it up and let's go. Uh, deputy? Deputy! Ow! What's wrong with you? Didn't you hear me? I'm sorry, Sheriff. I was just really wrapped up in this story on peculiar turnips. You're listening to stories about turnips. No, peculiar turnips. It's a podcast with all original stories. Oh, it's a trip. Some of these would be nightmare fuel if they weren't so daggone funny. Some of them will hit you in the feels, too. Is that why you were laughing and crying earlier? Well, yeah. Oh, I thought you got your medication mixed up or something. Oh, come on. Where else will you hear a story about a lovesick boy who throws a penny in a wishing well, makes a wish for a happily ever after, but a strange man inside the well keeps giving the penny back because his wish is impossible to grant? Or the one about a rose garden that replays your memories right in front of you? I, I kind of teared up over that one. Uh, how long does it take to rob a gas station again? Uh, not too awful long. Why? We probably got time to listen to one of them stories. For strange, original, and mostly family-friendly stories that you'll never hear anywhere else, catch Peculiar Turnips on Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Or visit peculiarturnips.libsyn.com. That's peculiarturnips.libsyn.com. Come out to the garden for a homegrown story. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that part two of me and Justin Lee talking about Batman. It was a lot of fun. And we've already started planning for the next time that he's going to be on the show. So be on the lookout for that. I've got some really good guests that are coming, and I'll be able to tell you about a few, because I've actually already recorded a couple, and I'm really, really looking forward to putting these episodes out for you guys to hear. The next one that you'll hear will be my conversation that I had with Xander Gold in the middle of a wrestling ring. 
first time I ever got to do that. You guys saw me post something on social media about being able to do that. And you will be able to hear that episode next week. So make sure that you tune in and listen to that one as well. And then the week after that, I will be having on John Bloodworth, or as a lot of people know him, as John Cross, a wrestler out of the Oklahoma area. Um, we got to talk about all kinds of things wrestling. We got to talk about um, his uh, personal training and all the things that he does now. And we even talked about anime a little bit. So I'm really looking forward for you guys to hear that episode. Uh, really excited about it. And just stay tuned and I will be letting you guys know with anything, any changes that are coming up in the show or if anything else is coming up that maybe you guys would want to know about. If you want to follow me online, then you can do so by going to Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok or even Twitter or Threads. I am on all of those places. Just look up If You Give a Data Podcast. You can find me on any one of those. If you want to send me an email, you can do so by sending it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you guys. I love interacting with you guys so send me a line tell me what you think about the show if there's something you want me to talk about or if maybe there's a guest that you want me to bring on either send me an email or send me a message on one of my social medias and i will try to get that set up so i want to give a shout out to all three of my podcast networks that is the oiw podcast network the avenue podcast network and zeo to hero podcast network All kinds of great shows can be found on each and every one of those. I love being a part of each of these. They bring so many different types of podcasts to the table, whether it be travel podcasts or wrestling podcasts or toy podcasts, or even if you want to hear original stories or fan fiction stories, go to any one of these and you can find those types of shows. I love being a part of each of them, like I said. They're great guys over at Zeo to Hero. All the guys at OIW are great. And all the people over at Avenue Podcast are great. So just make sure that you go out there and follow each of them. I will have a link to all three of their websites in my show notes. Uh, Make sure that you go and give them some love. So I have merch out. As you guys know, I have t-shirts. I have mugs. I have stickers. And I will soon have magnets and all kinds of other things. So make sure that you go out there and you grab some of this merch. That way you can support if you give a dad a podcast. I also want to give a shout out to Decure for making my ending theme song for me. You hear it at the end of every one of my episodes. And uh, Guy's awesome. Comes out with some great music. If you like what you hear, make sure you go out there and follow him. You can find his music on Spotify and anywhere else that you can find music. Um, I will have a link to his website in my show notes as well. I also want to give a shout out to Nick Helms. He is the creator of Original Geek Comics. Um, They gave me a spot in their newest comic that is coming out called Paladin. Make sure that you go out there and you find their stuff. Get their comic books. It's great stories and it's just a lot of fun. You guys would enjoy reading these comics as much as me. Like I said, I will have a link to him in my show notes as well. So as you guys are listening to this, make sure that you go out there and you rate and review this episode. Tell me whether you like it or whether you don't. And also make sure that you share this with other people. Uh, That way they will see this episode and be like, hey, uh, this is a podcast I listen to and I think you would like it too. Also make sure that you're subscribed and you've hit that notification bell. That way that you know exactly when a new episode of iGadap is uh, ready to go. I always love doing this. 
This is probably one of my favorite parts of my week. I've got some cool things that are going to be coming up here really soon that I can't wait to announce. You guys will probably see, be seeing it in the next few days. So stay tuned. You're going to see some really cool stuff coming out, uh, whether it be with this podcast or with me in general. So uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Dad joke of the week. <laughs> what do you call a man who refuses to fart in public? A private tutor. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, though we're blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. Closely download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see and listen closely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.